Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Tiffany in Rome. Katie, also in Rome. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. Believe it or not, we are here in Rome. And today, as we're recording this anyway, you're hearing this in November. But as we're recording it, it's early October I arrived a couple days ago, and today, what's happening today? We are starting our big Roman bittersweet life adventure in about an hour. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we were just talking about how nervous we were. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, it's a, big, it's a big thing. It's a new thing for us, and that can make you nervous. Yeah, I think that's more what it is. It's that, I mean, here's the thing. We have so carefully planned this <laughs> that in a way... We know where we're taking people on tours every day. We know what's happening tonight. We're doing this welcome aperitivo on this amazing terrace. We kind of know the layout of everything that's going to happen. And yet, because we have no frame of reference, it's sort of, um, I don't know, unbelievable. Yeah, well, you when you haven't done something before, even doesn't matter how much you've planned for it, you, you never quite know how it's going to be in reality. And these lucky people are the guinea pigs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... I mean, I'm that mixture of excited and nervous. And someone wise once said, it's the same emotion. Ner- ner- being nervous and being excited are like your body has the re- same reaction to both. So when you are feeling nervous, you can choose to label that as excitement. Yeah, and I, I actually am excited. I'm more excited than nervous. Yeah, well, I'm both. I'm definitely both. But I'm, I'm going to focus on the excitement. Yeah, and I I shouldn't say guinea pigs. I mean, the way I was describing to you, like, this is the first group. I mean, we're kind of right now, we're feeling so positively about everything. We're planning on doing this next year. I think we can say that. We're planning on doing this next year. We're going to announce what dates for next year very soon. But these people are the first people to ever say, sign me up. I'm, I'm going on the Bittersweet Life Roman Adventure. And I've started to think of them as like co-conspirators, mm-hmm. even without like we haven't even all met yet. Mm-hmm. But because they are the first people, you know, I'm I'm basically going to ask them, tell us what you love. Tell us what you wanted to see more of, to, you know, and, and actually use them to shape the future trips because they've been listening to the show for a long time. And I want to hear their opinions personally and make it better. Yeah, for sure. That would be helpful. Very helpful. I'm yeah, I'm impressed with with just the fact that they're like, yeah, sign me up. A couple people like literally within a, a week or two of us announcing, we're like, yeah, I'm going. We're we're there. I love. I just I love that that enthusiasm and sort of faith in this leap that we're taking. Yeah, totally. It's also been fun because I was looking back on a couple of them. There's a couple people on the trip whose names I recognize as people who have communicated with the show for a number of years. And just yesterday, in kind of preparation for them all arriving, I was curious I was looking back and I was like I wonder what our very first interaction with each other was way back in the day and so I just searched through their emails and and found like the earliest communication I could find and it was very interesting to see like how did we meet some of these people for the first time it was also kind of fun but it'll be a totally different thing to meet them for the first time in person because it's one thing to email back and forth it's another thing to like actually like I don't know in an hour we're all going to be standing on a rooftop terrace looking across Rome together and I mean, it's so exciting. I can't even believe it, honestly. Yeah. And there's also that idea of, I mean, I've met a lot of our listeners in person when they come on on my tour. So I'm kind of used to being like, okay, you know a lot about me. I know almost nothing about you, but let's make it work. 
So I'm kind of used to that, but something sort of new is going to be them coming together because there are 10 people in this group who don't know each other, except for the, you know, those who came with their partners, obviously, or their friends. And so I don't know if you ever have that sort of like when you throw a party and a lot of people who are coming don't know each other, you're like, oh my gosh, I wonder how these people are going to mix together yeah. and how, how are their personalities going to meld? And, you know, we're going to be spending some significant time together every, not just tonight, but every single day, the first half of the day we're going to be spending together. And so I'm curious to see, you know, as well, how, how is that going to go? Yeah. Do they end up with like lifelong friends, bittersweet life friends, what are we, bittersweet lifers is sort of how we sometimes refer to it. <laughs> I had a bigger thought, though, so that we don't just go on and on about what we're doing today. A bigger thought when I was walking around, because you and I have been talking a lot about like, well, you know, we only have five days to show them stuff. What are the things that we want to show them? And what are the neighborhoods? And what are the special hidden sites we want to see? And then I was walking around just kind of in my own walking around Tristevere, you know, and thinking of all the different memories that have already happened for me here on different streets. And I was thinking about that one thing that you, you you can't give a tour of in a way. I mean, I guess you could of like the memories that are overlaid of yourself on those tours. Like you can point out certain things, but I guess what I was thinking, and maybe I'm not describing it well enough, but I was walking through this piazza, which has changed a little bit over time, but is mostly the same. It has a restaurant nearby. So there are people eating in the middle and then there's cars parked around the outside and there's apartment buildings all around it. And I was remembering that back when I lived here in 2013, one of those apartment buildings had caught on fire. And there was this huge, it like I lived here when it happened. So there was the day before and then there was the day afterwards. And there was this huge fire scorch mark all the way up the side. And like some of the motorbikes that were parked below it were burned. And, and now when you walk by it, the building looks like it did before all that happened. Pristine, looks ancient. Obviously it's been repaired to look exactly how it was before. Every time I walk by that building, I'm like, remember when that building was burned and now it looks the same? It's those kind of things where it's, I remember when that was not like that and now it looks restored, you know what I mean? Yeah, I. it's always weird to see a city, the way that it changes and sometimes changes back. And you know, you, we have such different perspectives on Rome. You know, you come sporadically, you come regularly, but sporadically. So a year might pass, a year and a half, two years might pass. And I'm here every day. Although I'm not in Tristevere every day, but you know, often enough that sometimes I don't even notice things. And you come and you, you've, I've noticed this thing and I'm like, oh, really? I didn't notice that. You said, I've noticed more graffiti. I'm like, well, I didn't notice that there was any yeah, more. Because for you, it's like a slow boil, like exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're the frog in the water, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and the graffiti too, I, that's another thing. Because when people think about Italy and in particularly because we live in like, all these beautiful television shows about Italy, all these beautiful Instagram accounts about Italy. And then you show up in Italy and you're like, oh, wow, it's a little, it's still stunningly gorgeous, but it's a little grittier than I was expecting. And I think about these people who are coming to spend this time with us. And I'm like, what am I going to say when they ask me about the graffiti? Mm-hmm. But then I also think like the graffiti is the demonstration of the title of our show in a way. The bittersweet life. It's not the sweet life. It's not the bitter life. Some things in life aren't pretty. And a very concrete example of that is the graffiti. Although if there's enough graffiti and it's well enough done, it can be very pretty. You know? Yeah, that's that's the ironic part about it. So that's the thing. Like when you're walking around and you're like, gosh, this city kind of has this grittiness to it. Well, it is the bittersweet life. You know, that's Rome. Rome's probably been 
layer upon layer of opulence and grit since its very beginning, wouldn't you say? Well, yes, absolutely. Another interesting thing, sort of on that same vein, but we chose to host our guests at the Hotel Dona Camila Savelli, which we've talked about a lot. So you've heard about it. So we won't go back into the hotel, which is gorgeous. But the location of the hotel is in Trastevere. It's sort of on the hill, just at the very beginning of the hill, going up onto the Janicolo Hill. So it's, it's a very beautiful area, but it is Trastevere. And Trastevere is probably the, na- the central neighborhood that is the grittiest. Now, there are plenty of outskirt neighborhoods that are way grittier than Trastevere. So don't get me wrong. But as, as f- far as the historic center, it's, pro- you know, it's probably the grittiest neighborhood. And you're going to see the most graffiti. You're going to see the most just garbage on the street and that kind of thing. For me, it was such a natural choice to choose Dona Camila Savelli, and I think for you as well. But from a tourist perspective, for especially someone who's never been to Italy, I sometimes overlook this fact because I'm like, I live in Rome and Trastevere is like the most characteristic neighborhood and that's where you want to be. And But the, the truth is, I think some people, you know, they come to Rome and they think, okay, I want to be on the Via Veneto or I want to be... Via Veneto being probably the richest street to stay on like the most expensive street to stay on. one of them one definitely one of the top three and you know very great like the grand hotels are on via veneto like those big giant like it's where the american embassy is it's where the dolce vita mm-hmm. uh speaking of the sweet life sort of unfolded either on via veneto or near the spanish steps or near these really big sites and i'm like are we doing a disservice to our guests by not putting them in the close proximity of all of these top top sites or are we just offering them this taste of a slightly, I mean, and I wouldn't say trust everybody's off the beaten track because it isn't. It's central and it's beautiful. Um, it's full of gorgeous architecture. And very easy to walk to everything from here, really. Yes, yes. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's in a lesser neighborhood or out of town. It's definitely in town, but it's not the main tourist stop. It's not one of the main tourist stops. And I hope that our guests will feel the way that we do about Trastevere and will appreciate being in this slightly quirky neighborhood that has a lot of history, but also has a lot of uh, grittiness to it, you know, and is beautiful, but is also a little degraded. Yeah, I mean, it's almost underselling it like that. We're only talking about the gritty parts of it. Just today, when Derek and I went out for lunch, we were talking about, we've always stayed in Trastevere. Like, this is our Rome you know we've always been in this neighborhood we lived in this neighborhood and then when we come back we stay in this neighborhood this is how I've approached Rome from the very beginning it's walking across the river into the center but you know one of the things he was saying is that you hear stories about cities gentrifying about it being full of tourists and that the locals can't live here anymore but when you go out for lunch here you're almost always completely surrounded by Italians. That's one of the things about this neighborhood that's so interesting is that it doesn't feel like a place where the locals are not. It feels like the locals are here. They're really here, you know? And that, I like that about it, personally. I love that too. I love that. Yeah, sometimes when you're in a neighborhood, like around the Piazza Navona area, around the Pantheon, yeah, you're seeing more tourists than locals in those neighborhoods. So that's that's a point. That's a good point. Should we should we kind of shift this conversation if you're okay. willing? Sure. Um I'm willing. So what I've been thinking about these past few days is when you get an idea oh, yeah. and you and in fact this was your idea. So I can't even say I got this idea. This, this whole thing was your idea, Katie. Um <laughs> well, thank you. And you despite the fact that you've never done it, despite the fact that you don't know how it's going to go, 
you you make the leap and you decide to do something and you decide to make something that's just an idea and make it real and I think kind of when you showed up here and we, I saw you here the first day, a couple of days ago, I was like, and you said it too. You were thinking the same thing. This is happening. Whoa, we, this was just an idea we were talking about. And now we're here and we're doing it. Well, and that not only that, but in, I think I got here, what, two days early? Mm-hmm. Not only that, but in like two short days, other people are going to be arriving for this thing that we, was just an idea that we had like eight months ago. Yeah. I don't even, was it eight months? Yeah, I guess it was about eight months ago. Um, yeah, and I mean, that's not just confined to this this moment, but this is a great example of it in, in my life, at least, of seeing something that was just an idea and relatively quickly come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And then I was, me being like, I was like, well, here's my cynical point of view. And we were like, can you believe we actually, felt like it's going to happen? And then I was like, well, it wasn't just like eight months. It was eight months and 10 years. And- <laughs> Yeah, 10 years of podcasting and, and another 10 years of tour guiding. Yeah, and, and all the radio training. And like- yeah, it's so it's it's definitely built on a very large experience that we both have and that and something that we've both created together. But it's still, it's yeah. still, I'm, I'm still impressed with us. I know, I am too. I'm very impressed with us. And also, it's one of those things, not just impressed with us, it's, I don't know, it's like when you, something you make create something else that happens in someone else's life yes absolutely and it's going to create now these connections between people who didn't know each other before Mm -hmm. it's going to create memories for those people and they're going to see and discover things that they would never maybe have seen yes i'm hoping that it's in the top five of the trips that they take in their lives is that too ambitious no not at all i'm going to be doing the tours come on katie (laughs) first of all it's rome Well, you know, yeah, there's lots to see here. And they're going to see the good side of Rome. You know, I think I had some people on a tour with me a week, couple weeks ago, and they and they said, you know, the first time we came to Rome, we didn't like it. Mm. We didn't like it. And I understand how that can happen. If you just go to the Vatican and the area around the Vatican, like the streets, I mean, they're real big and, you know, they're not that good looking. They're kind of just industrial almost. And in the Vatican, whole the Vatican experience is just, it's a hard thing to do. It's just, it takes a lot out of you. And then you go to the Colosseum and you're in a dust bowl. Nothing against the Colosseum, but it's hard. It's like, wow, I'm seeing something amazing, but man, this is hard. Especially if you don't have guidance, you know, and you're just sort of showing up and like, oh, I was supposed to book tickets. I didn't know. Now I have to wait in line two hours. Or, oh man, I wish I could, I wish I understood what I'm looking at, but I have no idea. And this guy on the street is trying to sell me a tour, but who knows if it's legit, you know, and all of this stuff. And then maybe you go to Via, maybe your hotel's on Via Veneto and you feel like, you know, there's not a single local anywhere in this radius. And maybe you see the Spanish tests and they're beautiful, but you're like, well, you know, what else, you know, and, and what are these for? Like, why are they here? I mean, it's, it's very easy to get, um, it's very easy for Rome to sort of keep you on the margin, you know? Mm. Uh, and Rome really does keep her secrets, you know? It's um, <laughs> it's a city that has so many secrets. And there's there's these big things that you've, quote unquote, got to see. And, you know, if you only have four or five days, you, you've spent all your time and energy seeing those things. And you don't have time to go exploring and go discovering and, and go into these smaller neighborhoods or go, you know, down back alleys and find the amazing restaurant or find the work of art hidden in the church. You just don't see that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Or, or you don't have time to just sort of be like leisurely in the afternoon. Yeah, and soak up the local color, as you say. Yeah, as I mean, we've talked about on the show a million times that when I used to live here, 
I would just be sitting on the fountain steps in the Piazza of Santa Maria in Trastevere, writing in my journal, you know, on a super hot afternoon, I might like walk to one of the little cafes that surround it and they sell their little to-go drinks. So you just pay for it and then go back to the steps. And then you're like writing in your journal and I'd see all these tourists and I'd think, oh, I'm so sorry that you don't get a chance to just lay around for a week. Join me on the steps, you know, where are you going? You don't need to go that way. Just sit down, look at this amazing church. But yeah, I mean, I, so I guess... I guess that's our hope is that we get to show off the beauty that we see that we still can see after especially you 19 years later yeah and share our favorite places share the things we love you know it's funny though this morning I was out, we were out taking a walk this is the other thing that's interesting about like living in a place is that Derek and I have places that we go where we rec- like know people who are there and we were on our way there to this one church we used to go to that's an English language church and it was of course very exciting to see who was still there and a lot of people have left or retired a couple of people had died but to see who's still there and have them be like oh my gosh you know but on the way there it was pretty early in the morning and we kept walking past people who were already eating gelato and i'm like well that's that's the flip side of doing too many things on a vacation is being like nothing matters on a vacation it's 7 a.m and i'm eating gelato you know <laughs> it's called breakfast here that's what italy's all about yeah yeah or or trying to fit everything in trying to be like okay we've got to do this and Stanley Tucci said we got to do this and we got to go here and we got to go there and the guidebook said we have to do this and my my aunt Meg said we have to do that and you know Instagram told me we have to do these thousand things and then before you know it you're like did I did I actually experience the place or did I just check off a bunch of boxes that's true well okay I think these people are gonna about are about to experience this place yeah, I think they will. Well, should we leave it there? We were debating, and you guys, if you want to come on the next trip and you want to give feedback about this, so we're about to do this opening night aperitivo on opening this night. I love it. opening night. night. This is opening night here. of our amazing, yeah, <laughs> opening our night <laughs> of the Tiffany and Katie show. No. Opening night of the Great Roman Adventure is tonight, and oh, we're doing this great aperitivo on this rooftop terrace that is absolutely gorgeous. And you and I were let's get dressed up. And then we were like, should we get dressed up? I don't know, but I think we're going to get dressed up. Are we going to get dressed up? Yeah, let's get dressed up. Just for fun. Just because we're in Italy, you know, you got to sometimes use it as an excuse. <laughs> if you can't get dressed up on a rooftop terrace on a beautiful, what feels like summer night in Rome, when can you get dressed up, Katie? Answer me that. <laughs> That's true. That's a fine point. So yeah. Okay, fine. Let's get dressed up. And uh, yeah, let's go say hi to everybody. Let's do this thing. (laughs) All right. Well, and until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye.